G'day punters and welcome to the Mailbag Preview Pod brought to you by puntingform.com.au. Uh, it's a database that uh, well and truly changed my life and it will change yours too. I suggest you invest in yourself and get yourself a punting form subscription um, unless you've just got one of the, the keenest eyes of all time for two-year-old trialers like our special guest on today's show, a man who operates um, well and truly to the beat of his own drum. Like if you think I'm weird, then you've got the next level is probably Peter. Now another two levels is Jackson and then another three levels is Rob. I think Lindsay operates somewhere between Jackson and Rob, Pete. Um, we're all on the spectrum, on a spectrum. We're not sure which one. And uh, Lindsay, you join us today. Moustache, still partially there but not there. Um, how you feeling? How you travelling? What's news, my man? Um, just pre-growing for November at the moment. So, um, yeah, the middle needs some work, but the outside's going all right. <laughs> it's, it's like the reverse. <laughs> try my best, try my best. A man who, who has no tr- trouble at all growing um, facial hair, body hair as a rule. Pistol Pete, Hutcho Anthonis, how are you, my man? Oh, yeah, just cruise it along. Isn't this just wonderful? There's an impending storm coming through in, in Melbourne. I think it's already hit a little bit further down the pen, but um, doesn't it just make doing the form even more appetising when you know you're going to be on weather-affected ground? Yeah, you kind of like, you look around, you go, oh, it's a pretty nice day this morning. And then I had a real Russell Coit moment, as I told you about before, stuck out in the middle of nowhere with Darce on the bikes and the rain hit. Um, so, yeah, we need to sort of prepare. I'm going to go for a heavy eight. Uh, I think you two are thinking soft seven. Currently a soft five, but it's raining right now um, and it's cold as balls. So I doubt we're going to get much drying weather tomorrow um, and then Saturday. So we're, let's have a first crack at track prediction. I'm saying heavy eight. Lindsay? Uh, soft seven. Archer? Yeah, seven for me, but I don't really care. Like it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit damp. I didn't say moist because I thought damp would be funnier. <laughs> but you got both out anyway. So yeah. We're all good. All right, let's rip in to race one, uh, which is a 1,000-metre two-year-old Phillies race uh, right up your alley, Lindsay. The rail's in the true. We're jumping out of the chute on the hillside, little little snap hook uh, off the tee. Um, the data sort of implies we want to be forward to midfield which again makes this race even trickier because we've got a bunch of them, over half of them that have never been in the races and four of the six that have have only been there once. So mapping this race is difficult. Lindsay, it appears to me on our punningform.com.au, uh, racing's number one database, that you've had a little crack at it. Uh, yeah, had a crack at it, but um, with little confidence, especially from the start, you know, some can shoot forward, um, some can hold a spot and um, all important intent too. Um, yep. so I've got buy me a Birkin going forward with Appleby. Um, they've led most of their jump outs, the pair of them, uh, talk of Dakota should head forward from eight, um, acapella moon, pretty similar. Um, at that start though, it's kind of easy to come across, especially, you know, as you said, going on to that, um, that snap turn into the straight power of Fitzroy shouldn't be too far away from three sledding from one should be right there. Jay Childs. Our, our M-bar, the Corsten's horse should just sit off that pair. Miss Lead, I think, will be a bit closer. Um, it had been last prep. Uh, it's been out the back in 
a recent trial and jump out. Osmar should be probably midfield um, in that three wide line. Here comes a star. We'll just sit off it. It's drawn the gate next to it inside. So I think they'll travel together in the run. Axelina, I think we'll get back. Rhapsodize. Uh, in his jump outs, it's been on speed, but it has been a bit slow there and been a bit slow to muscle. But I think it's just because the heat's it's in. It looked like it could be more forward than it can be. And from 15, it's pretty hard to um, be up near the pace there, I'd say, um, if you're a tad slow. Uh, number 10, Coer Volante. Dicko could even pronounce that one better than me, I think. Coer um, Volante. Yeah, that's the one. Number Bang. 10. Uh, I think it'll be back on the rail from four. Lynx has been snicked in all jump outs, even though jumping pretty well. So complete opposite to Rhapsodize. So they could push forward, um, get a spot near Osmar midfield. But I think they could just take their medicine, sneak back. Um, Marius about, is John Allen's favourite, like dollar ten to sneak. Yeah, um, and then we got uh, Balnera heading back too from twelve. Uh, McKent horse. I found it interesting. You got Ostmar like midfield after it rolled forward, and it's one and only start. Uh, yeah, it's it's taken a sit in most of his jump outs, um, and then yeah, Ben Allen shot it forward there um, from one of the inside gates. On debut, I think it was unsuited there. Um, it was just in the wrong lanes. Like that was one of the first races of the day. It was in the wrong lanes. Um, it was not suited leading. I don't think. I think it's going to be a better chaser. It's got that gate just to blend in and kind of chase and finish off, uh, which I think will really help it. It can stalk Ben Allen sticks, and the negative is I think it's a fourteen hundred meter miler. It's in a thousand meter race here, um, but in time I think it'll be a horse. It's more of a three year old. It's got buckets of talent, um, but yeah, I, I think it'll still need some time. It comes through that same race that here comes a star comes through. It's rated all right on punting form, um, and just looking at the map, I looked at some of the two year old races today at Sandown this year. So thousand meters Sandown Hillside this year. Um, there's been, what's that, seven two-year-old races, 1,000 metres Sandown Hillside. Uh, the average lead speed has been 1.2 slow to the six. So the all uh, average? Yeah, it's all average. So I'm thinking uh, with the leading riders on the map, Noonan, uh, Smoke and Joe, Zach Spain, Bowman's and Jay Childs, um, it's probably likely you've got a good mix there that they'll probably go a bit slow. So you probably want something with a big turn of foot on the wet track. Uh, that can, you know, sit and pounce, or you want something that'll just keep grinding on speed. Peter, uh, any, any thoughts while you've been listening to that? I was just more making, more going to make an observation. This is a kind of, it's pretty similar sort of track set up, a thousand metre shoot at Sandown as to what it is at Belmont, where you basically jump out and take a left-hand turn. Now, I'm always frustrated with jockeys drawn wide at Belmont who ping the lids and then decide to spend the first, 300, 400 metres of the race, just restraining the horse back through the field because they don't want to be sitting three wide, no cover on a left-hand turn. Is that what happens at Sandown? Because I'm looking at a horse like Buy Me a Birkin drawn 10, just going through its siblings, they're pretty well equipped on a wet track, including the full, which is Samsung, Samsung, which uh, raced six times on wet for, for five placings, including two wins. So 
I don't know if Lindsay can give me a push there and we're not totally convinced that Bo Mertens is going to restrain the horse right back in the field from 10. That looks like a suitable little setup for me. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Buy Me Birkin jumping out really well, almost a bit too well. Um, it's, it's, it's quite normal in these two-year-old races to have these Price Kent horses jump out really, really well at Cranbourne. They always look good. It's trial, uh, it's jump out. It's got a really like flashy action, like um, travels its front legs quite high and it's kind of a bit short. So I'm not sure how it's going to go off the bit. I thought the jump out form was kind of plain. The yep. few horses behind it that have, um, you know, not performed to the level you'd see here of some of the others. And I did some stats. Price count two olds this year under $10. Uh, you'd be down almost half your money and they're going at 11%. So I, I'm just happy to oppose these Price Kent, you know, flashy trialers, um, you know, and side with a few others that might have a bit more substance. Okay. What are you liking? Um, I do like Appleby um, for Greg Urell. It was, it's been a few jump outs. He's a big Greg Urell operator too, by the way. Lindsay loves him. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. Um, I think it'll roll forward from the wild draw for um, Zach Spain, your best mate, Dicko. Uh, he's going well at the moment, Zach. He's actually airborne at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I think he'll roll forward from that wide gate, hopefully, pistol. Uh, yep. doesn't get restrained, but it's been rolling forward and really being put under pressure on speed in these jump outs and just keep grinding home. Um, it's done it, I think, three times now. I've been impressed. Uh, the form through the jump outs stacked up really, really well. Um, G. Bedgood had a horse yesterday. No vision at sale, but it did win yesterday. And Appleby. Um, <laughs> Wasn't that a debacle? <laughs> Appleby um, kind of went with it. Spring Spring Eagle, I think it was called, probably had a tad better uh, jump out when they faced each other. But Appleby really held its own under, under pressure there. And I think if we're thinking of going to be on speed suited Appleby I don't think it will stop especially over the thousand meters they let it run place it under pressure I think that's a good play I think it's about 13 14 dollars and just the other two um here comes a star and Osmar they come through that same race they'll be the ones stalking midfield as I said I think Osmar is going to be a better horse in time over a bit further I do think um, Osmir has like getting back to how this like this distance in this track races, it is unique to two-year-olds. So like, there's a lot of data peak where it's like because this is a common race, but they're like 64s a lot of them, and just like they go at a good clip and they just sort of keep going because they're numbers. So so it lends one way. Whereas often in these two-year-olds, they jump, they walk, they let down, they all panic a little bit, and then it's that last 150 that if a horse can keep sustain that gallop, it wins. Mm-hmm. And that might be Ostma, like you're saying, Linz. It wants further, but it's going to be able to just travel second, third pair blending um, comfortably. They're not going to like blow its head off with speed here. Yeah, 100%. Like that, those that stats I showed before, I strictly did them for two-year-olds because I think, um, you know, it's own kind of bucket, as you said. And especially on this wet track, it'll be testing. Uh, it's pretty much apples to apples. It was a heavy eight debut or heavy nine debut. Osmar and here comes a star come through. Thousand meters. Um, so it's pretty much apples to apples. And I think it'll just be better finishing off. So I could play Appleby, Osmar, and maybe chop out Here Comes a Star. Um, yeah, the ones I'm against are by the Birkin. Uh, this good dolphin horse, Rhapsodize, 
I don't think it's any good. It's just, it seems short in its action to me, just a little bit. And, um, you know, if it's half slow from 15, it has been, you know, in its jump outs, it'll find it really hard to make up the ground, especially if Appleby, um, you know, buy me a Burke and will kick uh, sledding too for Jay Childs on the inside. Um, you know, valuable filly. They'd probably want to get something on the page here, get a win early at two. It's jumped out pretty well, uh, but I don't think it'll like it real wet. So, yeah, I'm just happy to oppose a few in the market. Uh, yeah, Appleby, Osmar, here comes the start. That's what I'm working with at the moment. I'm just going to follow my money, Ostmar, um, which was my money that Lindsay told me to bet on it last start. I'm going to stick with what he said last start. Uh, I, I like the map. And I think the price for here comes the star relative SPs last start's wrong. So I'll be, be I'll be back in both. Go with the race race experienced horses because like young Lindsay isn't sort of just like declaring one here from the trials, which he can do. So mm-hmm. I'm just reading between the lines here and I'm sticking with the ones that have been in the races and the one I backed last start. So I'm with the two here comes the star and the four Ostma. Sweet. Race two, Linz. Whoa, what a race this is. Another 1,000 metre business benchmark 78 for three-year-old fillies. We've got a lot of form to work with here and some key trials. Um, the Speeds, Bubble Palace, End Journey, Pre-Coney and Great Mama. Uh, Fighting Samurai might also want to be forward. That's five horses that sort of want to lead. Patel's got good speed too. It's fresh year for trial. From 13, drop the verse thereabouts. Pinace could try and lead, but I don't think it will from seven. Uh, Entremet and Tanto probably coffins. But if he coffins and then another thing gets crossed, all of a sudden he's three back defense. Sperry Bubbly, Charmed Run, Gypsy Jewel, and Flying on a Limb, uh, well worse than midfield. Linz, any key trials out of this race, my man? Um, no, not really, to be honest. Um, I think I said to you guys the other week when um, I think it was Drop the Verse that ran, so that comes through the race with Charmed Run and um, End Journey. Drop the Verse, I don't know what Liam Reardon was doing with that ride. It was it was something else. We were review, I was reviewing and mapping post-race as we usually do at the mailbag and just to find the spot he got in to get held up, um, I thought it was just, just crazy and I think it was just really bad luck. Um so I think it can improve drop the verse. That Yarra Valley run was left a bit to be desired, but I think it can um I think it can platform with that run last start and um show, you know, close the gap on end journey and charm run here. Uh charm run was a good run, hit the line super. Um yeah, that's all I've pretty much got to offer. I, I see it's similar, but I just hate the map for both those horses. Yeah, especially with the track pattern we're um we're anticipating. Yeah, so I'm much more keen that sort of fine horses are going to settle forward in these more open races, like these races with more of a database on the on the pony. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to sort of find Cattell because you can draw lines through a lot of stuff and that horse has SPs that are solid. But the trial mm-hmm. has been, I'd almost say, penned by you. Um, yeah, it's just At a, least fence sitting. Yeah, it left a bit to be desired. I just, um, but, you know, who who are we to doubt um, P mood? Well, you're normally horned up for him, so um, I'm very great. I'm happy to be with Carleen. Um, There's one a bit later, actually. Goes right. um, Carleen's killing SP. She's she's 23% profit on turnover her last 100 drives, so no knock on her. Cotel's sort of 
the one I'll be watching. But this is a race, I think, where you know you could potentially make a little bit of money in run, just like on settling positions. There's a lot of like question marks with this map. Like Tanto, you almost want to be with it if it does land Coffin or did get 1A, but just too much grey to, to make a decision now. I thought End Journey was completely blessed by really good ride last start by Mertens, steps up mm-hmm. here. And even a horse like um, fighting Sanami uh, from the wide draw, if it was to roll across and just cruise into the race, I'd definitely be hitting it straight away and run. But yeah, uh, I think the race is very, very scary from a betting proposition because then we haven't even really talked about Pinas, who's a good horse. Mm, I, I think I want. I think I want it dry. Um, and yeah, you can learn. You can learn a bit from the first race too. You know, thousand meters, same course, same distance. Learn a bit from there. Maybe some of the some of the marker legs in the second or if Osmar. Here comes a star. Don't kind of run on and. Um, you can learn something from there. So, 100%. Good angle. Race three, 600 metres uh, for the Mares, four-year-olds and up, benchmark 78. Uh, speed here. I think it's true. We'll just lead by default. Skyhorse, Bell Savoir, thereabouts. Cyclone, Sally, probably roll forward. I think it has to. Bridget, our August Rose and Riverport. I think will be midfield. The, the the language on SEN this morning from Graham Begg was that this horse would be ridden half cold, Riverport, which I think is key information because if it's not going to be mm. up in the firing line, do you really want to know about it? Uh, La Crema, Pichinan, and Good and Proper, who I think are three of the better winning chances on an even track, will be the last three in run the way I see it. Linz, what are we doing? Um. I think good and proper wasn't suited last start, and I think can improve here. Um, I think three fifty. Uh, do you want to play now or not? Um, I'll decide on the day after seeing the first couple of races, but I think good and proper can improve. Uh, it's Belle Savoir. I, I think it's a very talented horse. I highlighted it early days, but um, yeah, it's kind of had its chance lately. So I'm not sure if I want to uh, front up again. But yeah, it's going all right. And Nick Ryan can improve him between runs. So yeah, probably a no bet race for me now, but on the day, good and proper's an angle I might be looking at. Uh, I think it w- wasn't suited, but it probably won't be suited again. That's my problem with the horse here. Uh, mm. I don't know where it's going to get to and run other than last. Yeah, not much intent last start. And yeah, hopefully yeah. if they show a bit more, it can improve. But you know, we, we've talked about it time and time again, you know, intent. The massive thing, half, like half the form sometimes is seeing who's there to play and who wants to be in the spot where you can win. The other horse, it interests me a little bit and it was like, um, it began awkwardly last start and that's the two Lacrima. It was a little hooner through the line at Flemington uh, in what I think might be an okay race. That's the same race that Good and Proper's coming out of. Um, I just don't know where it's going to get to and run. Same sort of story. Um it's certainly a horse, so it's good and proper, I guess, with that in-run angle where, like, if, if one of them does jump and is put into the race, I'd be, happily be taking a little discount on SP um, to be with it. But other than that, I couldn't bet into this race. I don't trust Bell Savoy enough um, at the moment. A few little quirks here for me. Um, Frigid, former Wester's best horse, we actually owned the mum, Fuchsia Bandana. So uh, one for Uncle Bob, John Lake Jr. Don't think it's a wet tracker. Uh, look for her to improve a fair bit onto 
a drier surface. Um, also, WF Pin, three kilo apprentice from New and, Zealand. And profitable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't that interesting? Penny. I have a good story. Yeah. About two years ago, I've gone to my uncle's house and he's told me about this kid. He's got a, he's got a few mates that um, know the family and he's been backing him for at least two years now, I think. I think he well, your uncle, your uncle will be sniffable. I think he just, uh, <laughs> I think he just flat stakes pretty much uh, every one of his rides, and then he's got my mum to do it now, too. So, um, well, yeah. it's going a Lynch to the pin, to the mm. pin drop, and uh, could just sit outside the lead and just kick. It's three from eight on a heavy track. This horse, mm. Cyclone and Sally is the one we're talking about. It's got to be at top, ready to roll, fit, fit, fit. Um, it's it's been to the track twice. It's won once. It's won twice at the distance from eight attempts. Uh, it's going to go around at a, you know, probably 60s. Could be a big fucking all-in penny here. <laughs> Shout out to Lindsay's uncle. That, that figure on the, the 29th of June last year, same track and distance when it won by two and a half lengths. There, it was supported on that day, but that figure is good enough to be winning this. Yeah, and it, it might be one, like, it might be one of those races, Pete. Like where mm-hmm. they just sort of jump, they they'll be. I would be shocked if this thing like rates anywhere near the class benchmark. Yeah, just with the size of field and the map, they just won't do the number early to get the number overall. Um, so therefore, it opens it up for you know a horse that's at top, very fit and got the pin man steering. Just, just looking through his last 50 rides as well, there's quite a few where he's settled out in front, first two and run, and managed to get the, the W. So hey, He's a bit he, of a handlebars down operator, the pin star, is he? Well, he yeah. also might be one of those where he's a three-kilo apprentice in Victoria, but he's you know already a pretty accomplished jock in his own right in New Zealand, and we know some of those New Zealand jocks are just complete lunatics, so anything could happen. His last 50 is just sexy stuff, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's very awesome. good. I remember I was at home. I just woke up after work, went upstairs, um, walk in the door. Mum and dad are cheering this front runner in New Zealand at 10 a.m. after I've just had a shift. I've gone upstairs and I'm thinking they're cheering. And I said, oh, this thing's probably going to be what, five bucks. It comes up, it's like 40s. And I was just, just shook my head. So, yeah, he, he loves a bold <laughs> front running ride. I'll tell you what. Well, we might have yeah. found one here. We can cheer around the, the pinster for the next mm-hmm. little bit. This is, this is his first go looks in like, Australia. Because like his it, last yeah. start yeah. on the punting film data was the 5th, the 20th of November of May at mm-hmm. Awapuni. Mm-hmm. I think it's his first in over here, but I've heard he's wanted to pop over for a while, I think. Some unreliable mail from my uncle that. Actually, so don't well, take that with like, a grain of salt. Looks like he had nine <laughs> races at Awapuni last time he rode. One, two, three, four. F- he sent five of them to the front. <laughs> Is it a he? Yeah. Mm-hmm. WF Pin. He sent five of nine to the front. He is steering. Um, great Mama goes to the front. You'd think Cyclone Salad goes to the front. Mojo Rising should go to the front. But it didn't let down from our OSL well, last start, so you can just gray yourself up there big time. Well, I don't know. It's replays in New Zealand. It was. Oh, Jesus has put him on too, the pinster. <laughs> Global gift. He's our new man. I'm all in the pin. <laughs> It'll be good viewing. 
While we're on Apprentice Jockeys, you've also got Luke Campbell from WA having his Victorian debut. He's got two rides from Ma Ustus. And Ustus. he's a two-kilo apprentice. He's got a bit going on for him. I'll probably prefer him on horses that can blend into a race. So, I don't know. Well, hopefully he, he shows a bit and does a bit better than some of the previous WA jocks that have had over there as apprentices. But, um, yeah, he's got something, Lukey. Anything else to sand down on Saturday? Um, look, that'll do us for deep diving. Um, race four is very, very busy. Um, race five, I, I was keen to be with um, Simone, Simeon next time it went around. I love what did last start at Flemington. I just um, not convinced of it on a heavy, <laughs> heavy track, Peter. Yep. Um, I think Katz will win. Race six, but just put in a couple of multis maybe. And uh, the horse that Lindsay and I were like focused on a little bit um, is he's out Bonneval in race number seven. Just really concerned where it's going to be on the map. So I wouldn't want to get stuck into it now and wait, see how the track's racing and um, probably sort of even half stake it and then just have another half stake ready to go if it jumps and shows any intent because it could because it's Ollie and Blinkers on. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Now, potential wet track tonight at Pakenham. I yes. know I said Pakenham. Lindsay, what, what have you found? <laughs> it's, uh, it's very up and down the old pack, the different grass. But, um, yeah, I'm with Triumph and Tonic. Uh, it's in the two-year-old race tonight. Um, I'm almost starting like a little cult, this Friedman kind of horses that are two, going to turn three soon that are going to be better at three. But, They've got bundles of ability, and Ben Allen's been basically thrown on every one of them. So uh, there's a horse called Clavadach. I think it's in tomorrow, Cranbourne maybe. It's Triumph Tonic to nine, Osma. I think they'll all be better at three, all with a lot of potential. But um, Triumph Tonic, it's $12 tonight, one by three. Um, hopefully jumps, can jump, uh, but I think it'll be midfield, midfield-ish and can finish off uh, $12, one by three tonight. Clavadach tomorrow, I think it's about right price, but it'll be good to watch. Yeah, that's about it for me. Oh, beautiful. That's probably us, Peter. Okay, very good. Thanks, guys. Make sure, guys, if you are betting on the weekend, head to themailbag.com.au. There's betting advice like in every state of Australia almost, except for the Northern Territory. <laughs> well, you say that, but... We're not millions to have something up and running for Darwin Cup Day. Well, Linz and I might have to get our act together. Start not a chance. Bit, not a, a bit chance. Form. Not a chance. We'll see how we go. Anyway, guys, have a phenomenal weekend. Head to themailbag.com.au, buy a product, make some money on the weekend, and most importantly, invest in yourself, ponyform.com.au. God bless you all and bye for now.